Hi folks, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Popcorn Profile. You can find us at Apple, Spotify, Overcast, Castro, Castbox, Pocketcast, Google, Stitcher and PC Addict. You can also check us out on NACA Media's website where you can also find some other good podcasts such as BizPod and Et2 Millennials and also you can check us out on Twitter at Popcorn Profile. Thanks for tuning in guys. Cheers. You'll, you'll like this. We were playing Stardew Valley, <laughs> local uh-huh. co-op mode, and you just click it, and then it's like press plus to join, and then Louise joined and made a random character called E. E. Because that's a thing we use a lot. We like to say E, e just a singular letter. No, es- it's not E. It's E. Especially as confirmation. Yeah. So one of us will be like, "Can you put the heating on?" And we'll just send back an E. Yeah. So we did that, and then like. Lowercase e. Yeah, lowercase e. Sometimes capitalized if all correct feels that way. But yeah, just the lowercase e was the name of your character. And because we weren't quite sure of what all the options we clicked were, because we'd done a lot of randomizing for your character, we weren't sure what gender Louise's character was. The, the, it was difficult to do on controller as well. Yeah. Um, it was like half the size of the TV. So we you were wearing a skirt, but you had a beard. And we were very <laughs> confused. And we got to the flower dance. And we didn't think we could dance with each other at Flower Dance. But you can. And it was because huh. like, my character is Link, of course. Of course. And then it came up and we were like, Oh, Mystery wants to dance with you. We're like, Mr. E. <laughs> and that, it was right after we had watched <laughs> Batman <laughs> Forever. <laughs> oh, wow. Batman That's at- Forever. Hi everybody! Welcome back to another Hi. episode of Popcorn Profile. Uh, once again, my for the Riddler and only the Riddler to listen to. Yeah, if to. you're not Jim Carrey, just, just stop listening, please. <laughs> yeah. We'll see so you next uh, time. Yeah. So it's myself, Sam. Once again, joined by Becca. Hello. And Louise. E. E. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, this week we are doing Joe Schumacher's first Batman film, Batman Forever, starring a one Val Kilmer. Starring Val Kilmer, Nicole Kidman, um, Tommy Lee Jones, and Jim Carrey. Um, I haven't seen this film, but (laughs) Alfred. (laughs) Yeah, and Alfred. And whoever the heck plays Robin. Uh, Chris O'Donnell. He was 25. He was 25. I'm as old now as he was when he filmed that, which is actually the year I was born, so he is 50 now. <coughs> oh my god, how does, how does that make you feel? Maths. I'm fine because he looks good in it. <laughs> He's <laughs> the one fair. who's 50. Mate, you know who else looks good in that film? Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Oh man, he was... He was now, it's funny because I watched this with Liv. Is Sam blushing? Oh, oh. I feel like Sam's blushing over Jim Sam's Carrey. Sam's blushing confirmed. I, I, I literally said, because I saw Jim Carrey, like the first time he shows up with his like lab coat, and he's kind of, he's tame, but he's clearly going to snap. And then he has the first part where he uses the TV device thing. 
and it's just I remember watching it just kind of be like okay this is why you hire Jim Carrey because he just goes nuts for 20 minutes we we have a theory that Jim Carrey in that film is the main character he is absolutely there's no theory about it I think it's confirmed 100% um, oh yes it's just like the shots the expression yeah he got the best costumes he it got kept, the most costumes he got the best sets to him. yeah so, he got the best lines. Tommy Lee Jones motive. Who and, knows? And had the best chemistry with literally everyone he yeah, interacted compared with. Compared to the negative chemistry between Nicole Kidman oh, and so boring. Batman. They just felt killer. It felt like neither of them wanted to be in the room when they were in a scene together. Yeah, everyone See, else. Yes. Each other. Yeah, no. See, I felt like watching it. I felt like Val Kilmer. I felt bad because... Like I really like Val Kilmer as an actor. I think he's been great in uh, quite a lot of films. He was really good in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which is a super underrated, like whodunit mystery film, and he's great in that. And like he, he seems like he has a lot of fun in that film. But in this, he literally, like he, he seemed like a piece of wood. He had like no range whatsoever. The, he just kind of was. The the only bit that he smiles is when he's batman and she's like oh i have somebody else that i'm with and he turns around does this fucking stupid little back <laughs> yeah! and then jumps up the- and that's yeah. so, so happy he got this woman to cheat on himself with himself <laughs> what so the f- oh my god hey baby i heard you like me so good i gave you another me <laughs> i heard that you like batman so i showed you me but then you fell in love with me so then i showed you batman and then you were like no batman and so yes batman <laughs> what? wait can I ask? Because like I, I, I think Batman Forever is kind of awful, but I also absolutely love it just from nostalgia, and it's really fun, and it's weird seeing what superhero movies were before Marvel. I forgot they were like this. It's an awful film. If Jim Carrey was not in this film, I would not watch it. Um, Two Face Guy. No, he was same. pretty good. He was pretty fun, but, but he, he w- wasn't enough. Yeah, he didn't have enough to do, and and there was just scenes that were they were so clearly just like shot in a hangar. Or whatever, and you know what? That's mm. fine. It's before CGI, like that's fine. I get it. But like, there's some really great like stage techniques that using like Miss Saigon to make it look like there's a helicopter and stuff. And it was just, you know, there's that helicopter bit at the beginning, and it just was so clearly on the floor, and the camera guy was shaking around. Yeah. So, oh look, it's flying, and it just wasn't. And you know, like there's a bit where like he shatters the glass with like his rubber ears, and you know, there's just yeah. it's just dumb bits like that, which I love it. for me totally takes me out of the thing. But it's meant to be dumb. You I mean, me. I there, there was there was parts of it that flat out made me laugh. Like I like I liked the bit where they were getting carried away in that big safe, and then there's just the guards like, oh no, it's boiling acid. Wait, not <laughs> and, like, only stuff is it like acid, that. it's also boiling, boiling acid. acid, which at that point feels like redundant. Yeah, but overkill. Yeah, I thought it was kind of hilarious and just <sighs> stupid. But like, there was that guy as well, another extra at another point that like During Batman, Edward Nigma's ball. Yeah, Batman falls down from the sky, lands, and then somebody goes, "It's Batman." <laughs> <laughs> as if there was another caped crusader running about Gotham with which we could get confused yeah. by. Like if you know this was. A developed Batman universe where there was one of the many, many other caped crusaders running around She's Gotham. The only one yes, all in black dresses. They, they, they do. Oh, they're they... like darker colors. Only Robins do like bright ones, Fashion. and then they... um, Batgirls sometimes purple, but most of them are like quite darker colors to blend in they... with the night. They did throw out a reference to Metropolis, being like, "I was like, oh, Superman could be a thing," but like, like there was a lot of like, I guess, fun lines for Batman fans where it was like, um. Oh god, what was it? Like, 
what, what's her face? Doctor Meridian. I just watched it like ten minutes ago. Doctor Meridian. Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman, Chase where she literally Murray. makes a, like a Catwoman reference, and I'm like, so wait, is this the same universe as the Burton movies, or what? What's going on here? Yeah, well, I, I always get Nicole Kidman and Amy Adams confused, and I was like, why is Superman's girlfriend in this? And then you were like, what? <laughs> and I was like, uh, you know what, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what I'm saying These anymore. ones all do take place in the same universe. Okay, right. I, I had a feeling, because like, I was like, is that Catwoman reference on purpose, or was that just like a fun Easter egg thing? I don't know. Um, and well, You see, we had this game we were playing during it, which is, is that actually a reference to something in Batman, or is it just dumb? And the <laughs> or is it just dumb? Was most of the time, is it just was dumb? dumb. Though there was one oh, was. reference. It was a line of, oh, holy... Holy, holy uh, rusted metal, Batman! Batman. Oh, like, yeah! Batman's like, what? Oh, my God, but then, sorry, we're so oh, 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 we got excited by that. But then they explained it, and then that took And then that was reference. really not funny. Yeah. And so I think quite interestingly, as with all films in the 90s and 80s, there's a lot of, like, mid-shots. And, you know, you cut between a mid-shot of a face to a mid-shot of a face to a mid-shot of a face. So there's, like, a couple scenes, like, especially the one at the end. You know, two of them are in cages. Batman's in the middle. There's two also helpers, and then there's the Joker, not the Joker, the Riddler, and then Two Face, and yeah. it just kept just going between the two all helpers. Are called Sugar and Spice, by the way. Oh, nice and everything yeah. nasty. Um, I, I, I was what, what a team, what a shot that what was. Team. Oh, but it's like um, I was surprised that like like Sugar's like played by Drew Barrymore. She has such a small role in this, and she's like in the top she? billing of the film. I was like, what? I literally kept saying her name throughout the whole of the film, and every time I said the name Drew Barrymore, you just blanked me. I, yeah, I can't. I don't. I guess I don't picture All Drew white. Barrymore as. Yeah, well, I know what yeah. you mean, but I don't. It doesn't look like Drew Barrymore. Oh, I think it looked like. Drew I think they redrew her eyebrows, and that was yeah, difficult. Yeah. Yeah. No, Tommy Lee Jones. Um. So I've only really seen him be like sort of like the dry straight man. Or just really tired old cop man who's sad, in like No Country for Old Men, or oh, like that, Men that in Black. Volcano, volcano film. A volcano film. What kind of volcano? There's a he. He's in like, oh, I can't remember the name of it. He's in like a city, and there's like a natural disaster that happens, and he runs about and tries to save his daughter. Quaknado. Huh. Uh, Earthnado. Nado. Earthnado. Nado. Torquake. Thor, oh, but like Thor, Thor, Nado, definitely like, Thor. I I feel like for him, for like kind of the stuff that he does, I feel like he was going all out as Two Face. I feel like both the villains really kind of went but for it. Even Tommy Lee Jones going all out isn't close to Jim Carrey going medium to no. medium high. You know, he no. has never gone full Grinch since the Grinch, or before the Grinch. <laughs> But yeah, there was no comparing, and there was like a bit where they hugged, and it was very, it was very queer baity. I'm not gonna lie to yeah, you. Yeah, they, oh, they put their crotches together so hard. Me, me and Liv are like, they should just be the, the gay power couple of Gotham. They should just do it. <laughs> so I liked, I liked the construction of okay, we've got two villains. We need two superheroes. It is called Volcano. I was right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so lazy. <laughs> Oh. oh no! <laughs> Wait, what? No, no, we're fine. We're fine. Okay. So, um, I hated it. You hated it. Trademark. I, I, I knew you'd hate it. it. I've already seen it. Yeah. 
So it, it, weirdly, I blanked a lot of it. So it was like, oh yeah, this is why I didn't remember it because it was just so dis dis disinvolved in my memory. <laughs> um, but I had fun watching it again when I was in a better mood. We watched it and it was a bit better. Yeah, I'm glad we didn't uh, watch it when we were both like just out of it. Yeah, we weren't having a great time. Yeah, yesterday because I feel like we would have hated it a lot more and not really watched much of it. We did get really distracted by making pee cruise towards the end, though. Yeah, yeah well, but when one of your friends in a friend group says new pee group just dropped, like you have to just make one. Yeah, you've got to drop everything to make it. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, me and Liv got distracted at the end because Lemmy was doing a stream and we just saw him hanging out with his cat on stream. <laughs> that was fun. Well, that sounds like you were watching the stream while you were watching the film. It was yeah, actually like Liv had her phone up and then it just immediately went to the thumbnail. Because Liv was kind of passive watching. I mean, I think, yeah, Louise, I think Liv's on the same boat as you. I think she hated that movie, aside from Jim Carrey. Like, Jim Carrey really did a really brilliant performance. There's a lot of different... I feel like he really did build. You know, I feel like the different costumes were great. I feel like Jim Carrey is just brilliant in a lot of films. And I think what we have to do now as film critiques is... is re- is regard the film without the Kerry, Sassine Persoon Jim Kerry. Oh, he no makes Kerry, that film. He makes if, that film. I would be so bored. Yeah, like, if there was no Kerry, what would then be your review of the well, film? Well, there's no plot without Kerry, arguably. Because yeah. the whole plot is to build the giant blender. For what? We don't know. So but he can put the, the information in his brain, but then Batman broke it, so all the information went in his brain, and then he was a bit melty. So, but he I, is Batman now. He is Batman now. <laughs> I, I get. I guess the plot they could have ran with without him would have been like Two Face killed my parents. Batman, help me get Two Face. Batman, you can't kill Two Face. Batman, uh, Robin, only I can kill Two Face by throwing coins at him so he falls off a cliff. <laughs> I like Robin talking to himself, pretending he is Batman and yeah. talking to Batman. Yeah, it's just in a mirror. You can't stop uh, me, Batman. No Batman. Oh, I want a Batman. <laughs> you can't, Batman. I just I find it funny that 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 Bruce gives him all the same like you can't kill him because you'll just end up wanting revenge all the time and then he's like and then he's like no it's fine you can't kill him and then he just throws a bunch of coins at him and then he falls off the cliff or like the 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 trap scaffolding because like the power of capitalism I think like there was a through line that was building up with Bruce Wayne being like I'm giving up Batman (laughs) I remember Dick Van (laughs) Dyke. There's a through line that goes through that's like, I'm giving up Batman, you only want to murder, you know, I never wanted to murder as as Batman, Bruce Wayne, you know, I just wanted to stop crime, you know, you're going after revenge, and, and even if you kill him, you're not going to find any solace. <clears throat> and so then... It gets the bit, everything's blown up, and then they're just like, oh, okay, fine, we'll just go kill them, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, I feel like that emotional through line that they had built for like a good two-thirds of the film just got forgotten and then we know there's a sequel we know they come back so it's like well, well, well what's the point <laughs> yeah it's kind of like alright cool why mm. um, I think one of the things that I thought was kind of weird was um, like I think it's mainly due to, I think the guy that did Robert he did a good job he was definitely better than Val Kilmer who just did not want to be in the room whatsoever in any way shape or form um was that everyone was kept acting like he was a child, despite the fact he looks like he's in his late 20s to 30s. He was, he was the, 25. 25. He was 25, and everyone was calling him, like, Bat Boy and stuff, and be like, 
oh, he needs, he needs, uh, he needs like a parent or guardian. I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, because we were talking about that. Like at twenty-five, you do not, or or typically, one does not need a parent or guardian. Yeah, like if my parents died right now, I, I would love to be taken in by a billionaire, but mm. it doesn't. It won't like Alfred won't having to check up on him and being like, oh, I'll do your laundry and like all this stuff. It just, yeah, I think the casting was a little off for the script but i think he played a really good robin of that character he was a bit antsy but he was also a bit tomboyish and then he was also kind of a bit i saved the day at the end you know like i felt his performance was really good you know he sort of suited the costume he did the gymnastics it made sense but yeah for then the script i felt like there was a clash there yeah it kind of feels like it was written for a younger robin Mm, that boy and then that dude got cast and they were like it's fine, it's too late to rewrite it, just go with it. Because Robin is typically... A boy. Well, Dick Grayson is typically... The boy yeah, wonder. Boy. Yeah, you need to be a boy to be called the boy wonder, first of all. And mm-hmm. we looked it up and he's anywhere in like the comics when they retell when his family dies in the circus. He's anywhere from like 8 to 15. Jesus. <laughs> um, very young. What was I going to say? Um... Yeah, can we talk about the laundry scene? Because I feel like I don't know why when it was just like I don't need help with my laundry, Alfred. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, did I you burst. See him putting up his laundry. I did see him being like, "Oh, don't touch the laundry." He used gymnastics and acrobatics to put away his laundry, and that was really weird. But you saw his feet, and that was really weird. Oh no, show feet. I, I, yeah, I laughed. I was into it. I laughed so hard. I don't know why. I just thought it was weird having a gymnastics like clothes hanging up montage with weird 90s techno music <laughs> it was, I just thought it was it, hilarious it was I was one like, of those well, look we've got this actor who can do this thing let's just put it in and where it's like a TV show like Red Dwarf and the cat turns in on skates you're like okay that's pretty cool that's added a new dimension to the character yeah. but when your film is max two hours you know you can only got so many scenes you've got emotional beats you've got to hit you know we maybe got to do some Alfred boy bonding it just doesn't mm-hmm. really fit. <laughs> but I can also no, tell you how Cat and on the skates fits in to the whole narrative of that episode, because he's not just coming okay. in with skates for no reason. He's like doing a thing that affects how he interacts with different characters later on. Yeah. So it's not just like, and he's in skates and rolling through to annoy Dave. Mm. Like there's actually a purpose to him being there in that scene. I mean, in the, in the same way of of you know. Batman trying to get to know whatever her name is. Nicole <laughs> Kidman. Nicole, Dr. Nicole Kidman. Um, you know, out of the bat suit. Oh, okay, that's a bit weird, but it's because he actually likes her. And then, oh, okay, uh, let's get to know her instead of it just being a sexy thing. You know, so they're like building the relationship, even though both of the, I don't know, both of them didn't really want to be in the film. <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, I don't know. Alfred just being like, are you there? Yeah. Oh, okay, just checking. You know, checking like that's... so you don't sneak into this room after. Yeah, I... that's not like oh. I'm checking in on you because I care. That's like I'm reading the words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think it had a lot of script problems. This one did, like, you know, the the weird Robin seems younger than what he was actually cast as. Seems like a script problem. Yeah, and the definitely. The most clear one to me is at the start. You see Batman, and you're like, wow. it's Batman, you know, like that one extra later on. It's Batman. And then you're in Wayne Enterprises, which we only knew because I know that because I've seen that film enough. So I said to Mm -hmm. Luke, 
it's Wayne Enterprises. And you were like, is it? Yeah, they looked really evil. There was just a W on the floor for uh, for the wind. Um, and then these guys in the suits come in. And even though we knew it was Wayne Enterprises, we literally both had to ask, is that Bruce that Wayne? Bruce Wayne. And then Jim Carrey's like, ah, Bruce Wayne, you, I've, you hired me yourself. Yeah, and that's the only reason we knew it was Bruce Wayne. Because Val Kilmer did not look like Bruce Wayne. Or just like Jim Carrey was like, right, okay, Mr. E or whatever the fuck yeah. his name was. Ah, let's get Edward ready. Edward Nigma. Yeah, you know there was a, there I was. I love the oh. Batman names. They're so sweet. He was oh, just they're he was great. Just so good. Yeah, but, but like, I just yeah, want to go and watch more. Jim the fact Carrey that in now. a Batman film you need to explicitly say, ah, Bruce Wayne. Like uh, you shouldn't need to do that in a game. No. I'd be like in a game film. In a film, I was thinking about Zelda. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I'm I was sorry. Like, yeah, I'm I'm in game mode. I was thinking about like you know if they ever, it'd be like in a Legend of Zelda game being like ah, Link, I'm Link, and it's like well if you're familiar with thing you know what's Link and you don't have well, to. I guess some games do do the title introductions like when yeah. we had the old man and then revealed it's the king. But yeah, That's you're like never gonna go reveal, who's Zelda in yeah. a Zelda game. This is Batman. Yeah, you shouldn't be. We should... Asking who's Bruce Wayne in a Batman film. Yeah, I feel... Or, or even, you know, because there's, like, costume design and stuff, so we know what Batman looks like as Batman, but then there should be mannerisms which carry through, yeah. or uh, we get a clue, something. It felt or just a little... Or even just yeah. a connecting scene where he takes off the mask just... and we see and him underneath. And it's a onesie. Oh, do, you, do you want to talk about why you're never allowed to see him take it off? Probably because the suit didn't couldn't... allow it. Yeah. Oh, why? What? So, um... Was that the suit? He couldn't it, rip it off. He, well, that's what they had to do in the second one. <laughs> oh no! So in the second one, there's a yeah at the end because they've got the penguin the and Catwoman. Suit. You have to go through the back. No, oh. and they're they've like got Batman because he doesn't keep his identity very secret in these films. And no, it's not. He's got to like reveal himself to save Michelle Pfeiffer or something. I'm not sure, but he ends up having to take his mask off, and they they got rid of like the, the, the eye, eye shadow yeah, eye paint. so he didn't have that what, panda eyes didn't have panda eyes but like there was no other way to take it down and so he just ends up ripping it and he's got a little bit of mask still up the side of his face <laughs> yeah and that's why when people are like complain about like the captain america costume in avengers and why is it like a hood thing and i'm like oh yeah the alternative of not being able to move it is a lot worse well there was times. a shot later and he couldn't turn his head yeah, he so he moves his whole body that's a common batman thing of they can't turn their head and i'm like why do you accept oh. this why do costume designers keep doing this mm. You need that oh, snack. This, this is going to be even more. I feel like Batman and Robin's worse for this because I keep think. I, every time I think about, it, I just think of bits where like George Clooney just turns around to talk to someone. He has to move his full body. I'm excited yeah. for it. Oh, oh, so is he in the next one, Clooney? Yeah. Yeah, because Val Kilmer didn't come back. <laughs> oh, good. Thank God. Yeah, don't worry. No more, no more Kilmer. But it's the same. Same Robin. Same like it's the same. Yeah. The same Robin. Robin. Same Alfred. Like when they're going to see Mandalorian. Same Commissioner Gordon, who's just a. Did we even see Commissioner Gordon? Yeah, he's the the really like the overweight, incompetent detective that's not remotely like Commissioner Gordon whatsoever. Oh, the one that goes, ah, oh, yes, definitely suicide. Oh, so he's yeah. the one that was like, that's Batman. No, that was someone else. Oh, okay. It's it's the what it's the one that turns on the bat signal and then Batman turns to the camera and does the worst thumbs up I've ever seen in a movie <laughs> to then continue flying towards Enigma's island. Enigma. Yeah, I feel like um, 
the the Gotham real estate property owners really should not be allowing so much construction of giant evil corporation bases because I feel like every film everyone's got another huge giant nonsense set and they need at least one massive window to smash through exactly or six if there's this movie like you know some of them in comics and games and stuff have understandable evil bases we're like, mm-hmm. you know, of course the Scarecrow's going to work from Ace Chemicals because he does chemical-based Yeah, warfare. or if it's like a super, Yeah, that makes sense. Or if it's, you know, oh, we, we refabbed this barn into a yeah, like house. Yeah, abandoned amusement park. Yeah. Perfect for the Joker and Harley Quinn. Why not? Yeah, but when it's like, I bought... Firstly, I bought an island. Secondly, don't made, question the giant blender. I made a giant pipe with acid boiling acid at the bottom that has spikes don't question my electricity bill oh my god so many lights his electricity bill my lord his light up jacket though oh his jacket that was so thick because it's probably got so many battery packs in it he would have been toasty yeah oh oh yeah and also probably couldn't have worn it for that long yeah that's why I immediately got dressed into the diamante suit because his boy Batman was so good we need to get we need to get Anton to cosplay as that version of the Riddler the Riddler because I think he would fucking rock it so hard yeah do you know know what the funny thing I thought when I first saw it like when you see Enigma at the end with his full outfit I was like this is this is massive massive twink energy right now his hair he spent a little time making his hair a little bit spiky. Yeah, it's what you gotta do when Batman with his thick neck is coming. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it was quite funny. <laughs> You're allowed I, to swear. I can't remember what the swearing rules are. Um, Sometimes I, Sam beeps it, sometimes Sam does not. I don't know how Sam edits the podcast. I also don't know, and I edit podcasts. It's um, an enigma to myself. Oh, well, okay, we'll just put the word enigma when yeah. I say that over me swearing. Enigma. Um, and remember and cut out the bits where me and Louise get really distracted. Yes. I'm not. I'm doing bits, but... <laughs> you showed so... me your phone and we got really distracted by that. Well, that was more like, a, oh gosh, we were just talking you about this Twitter. and this natural disaster has happened. Don't That's really bad spilled it. Stop oh, spilling the tea, Louise. Cut the silk future, <laughs> Sam. Cut, cut okay. Okay, pass back you up. You better do your job. I'm going to listen to it. We're at... 28 uh, minutes just in. Just whisper, whisper. We're at 20 minutes. No, 20, like right into it. 28 minutes in, and I'm going to check this later on, and this better not be in it. Otherwise, okay, okay. you're going okay, to be hosted okay. by all yourself. Alright, got it. Just I got saying. it. Alright. Stop making this harder. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I know I know you mentioned that J- J- um, Riddler had the most costumes, but like it is. It is ridiculous. Like I remember the first time he showed up, and he had it's his like, like classic Riddler. Seen- had his like classic red leather form with like the green suit, the green hat, and the cane and stuff. I remember things like, "Wow, he really rocks that. He really suits the character." I just lived literally turned to me and just said, "The only thing I don't like about it is the fact he's wearing like spandex, like leggings." Oh, and it only gets more spandex. Yeah, I feel like he was like suits, no spandex. Yes. Yes. He's he's always got All the something spandex. tight underneath. Sometimes has a jacket. Sometimes has a hat. Yeah, I feel like the full spandex, fine. Full suit, fine. When he first shows up to Two Faces Hideout and he's got like spandex and then just a suit jacket on top, not fine. No. I yeah, wasn't but here there was also that. the bit where he was like crotch wiggling in the spandex and we were both a bit like. Mm. Yeah, he kept grabbing his penis. We're like, we're like okay. please stop. Okay, 90s film. Was that what he. Was that af- before or after he said Joygasm? It was a couple times. That was before. <laughs> 
Sorry, we <laughs> really got Becca with Joygasm. We we also had a bit about Joygasm. Do you want to tell them a bit about Joygasm? Um, Go- Jim Carrey shouted out Joygasm in the film. That, the that film. actually bit is true. Yeah, he shouted he- out Joygasm in the film. Mm-hmm. And then I repeated it because it's such a weird word. Because mm-hmm. I didn't actually hear it. Yeah, I re- so, I that, like, wow. so I repeated it for you. You then said, asked me yeah. if I experienced joygasms. Yeah, do you know what? Do, do you have joygasms? And I said, oh, absolutely. Uh-huh. And then you, Louise asked me, um, what exactly is a joygasm? Yeah. And I said, I don't know. I have depression. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Sorry, no, I was not expecting that. <laughs> so, yeah. Do you have a sorry look Do you have joygasms, Sam? Uh, yeah, sure. Look, I can give you a joygasm right now, Becca. Look, it's my monkey scooter. Oh, saber. monkey! <laughs> Eat. <laughs> oh, you're completely off. Wow, camera. yeah. <laughs> cannot well, see me. When I've all. been sat over here. Oh, no, I'm good. I'm in frame. I'm not. Hello. No. Hello. See me now. S- also, one other Sorry. thing that wasn't necessarily related to Jim Carrey's costume, but costume in general, I like how Two Faces henchmen had themed outfits. Yeah, that was pretty cute. That was one of our. Is it an Easter egg or just dumb questions? Hmm. No, that's like, like 1950s Batman tips. comic joke. I feel because that, that was the same thing. It's the same thing like the Arkham games as well, where they just have the henchmen that have the themed outfits, depending on what well, gang yeah, you're working but, for. Yeah, well, how yeah, how do you know who they're hench for? Well, Two-Face has the bit split down the middle. Joker hires people in clown makeup. Uh, Riddler literally has people wearing question mark, like, suits. I like the implication that you have to already be in clown makeup for the Joker to hire you. Pretty much. He only <laughs> hires clowns. Do you think I'd get mansplained costume design? Wait, what? It's fine. We're good. Oh, no. The... My question for Two-Mentious... Two, two <laughs> Tim Minchin. <laughs> My question. For Tim For Minchin. Two Faces henchman. Yeah, didn't you know Tim Minchin is in the He's class. in War of the Worlds, he's not. He wasn't, but his lookalike was. Yeah, his Tim Minchin smaller lookalike. Um, okay. My question funny. about his henchman is that was the the split down their masks or whatever they're, was they're because he was double, two faces. Double coloured mask. Double coloured mask, but it was red at one side and black on the other side. And I'm like, is that a subtle reference to like some one of the other villains in Batman? Or did they just think, hmm, red and black seem nice? Yeah, because you were talking about there's another villain that uses those colours. Yeah. Um, d- it's Deathstroke, isn't it? Deathstroke, yeah. Deathstroke, Deathstroke. Yeah, no, sexy, sexy, oh. No. oh, you're doing sexy, sexy lover. Sorry, I was doing sex bomb. Oh, I thought you were doing sexy, sexy lover. My sexy lover. No, yeah. I don't know how that song goes enough. Oh, we can find it. It was a weird fan video. Um, well, I mean, it's a European, it's a Euro pop song, but yeah, but it was played for a weird fan video by our lecturer. Yeah, I thought maybe it was a reference to Deathstroke, but I wasn't convinced, and Louise voted for it. It's just a dumb thing. Because I think like black and red are generally mean. They also had like not paper clips in their mouth, but like fake piercings. Yeah, they had like pins for the the masky front mouth bit of their masks. So I was like, oh, that's also kind of like scarecrow esque with like stitching look alike for their mouths. And I was like, eh, I think it was just they were like, yeah, it looks cool. Yeah, it's. It was, it was the nineties. Oh God, but so glad we're not in the nineties anymore. The direction though. I have no comments. <laughs> what is about Louise? I have no comments about the direction. The direction. Energetic. 
Yeah. <laughs> Energetic. I, I That's mine. There was a lot pretending there was a, to throw up. There was a lot going on. There was a lot of like Dutch angles to be like, oh, everything's uncertain. And it's like, you, because they were slow Dutch angles as well. There, you know? there was that one shot where after um, Carrie throws the guy down the waterfall. Just like swings around. Yeah, and then as he walks to his desk, the camera tilts into a Dutch angle and then tilts back, back normal, to a normal to the, shot. To the other angle. And then, yeah, to a oh, It's maddening. And I don't Wait. know why. Maybe it was like a well, reference to the first two Batman. It's, it's but like, I'm not sure. oh, stuff's uncertain or things are changing. And you know what? I don't think it's bad to use Dutch angles, but I think there should be like an understanding of where they've come from. And what you're trying to, you know, what exactly are you trying to say with this moment, with this angle? Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, it is from now on going to be a trademark of Joel Schumacher. So get ready for more oh, fuck's sake. Dutch angles Ow. in Wait, our next two films. But can I ask what what's a what is a Dutch angle? As someone who has uh, no idea. Oh fuck! Okay, here you we call go. yourself the host of a film podcast, film Samuel. Theory time. I have to go no, I call myself then. a co-host. My hosts who know way more about film than me are the people I get to ask questions when you I don't know Jack. Us, you can't call yourself a co-host when you're the one who came up with the idea. What of a Dutch? I wanted you to be my co-host. The podcast. <laughs> oh, right. Sam is co-host of Dutch Angle. <laughs> Sam is. A you guy. you film and you film like like normal film flat. with your flat. You want to film yeah. flat. That's uh-huh. what normal. In line with the horizon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, typically. Yeah. Um, if you want something to seem like it's off balance or tilted or in a weird way, like, you know, you've just revealed. Or unsettled. Unsettled. If you just revealed it, like, ooh, he's actually the bad guy. One way you can do this to make the viewer feel unsettled is to literally tilt it so it's off balance. But oh, like, yeah, he does do your, that a lot. Your actors <laughs> are probably still sort of straight framed within the frame. So often you'll have, if somebody's like on their back and your villain is walking up, to tell them, oh, I'm the evil guy now. We'll often maybe have a POV shot from the floor, but it will tilt up so that we're at this angle and you see the villain from below and it's like, he's evil and everything's uncertain and it's all uncomfortable. Um, because it naturally puts the viewer at an angle. It makes you rethink a little yeah. bit about the visual space that you've got. Um, and like originally from comes from German expressionism and and especially well I mean Dutch expressionism but it's also used a lot in things like um, Thing Me Kilimanjaro or whatever oh god I'm forgetting all my names there's this there's this German expressionist film everything's black and white and they built the sets to be crooked and, totally and weavy yeah to be that's on Amazon Prime oh it's very good yeah um, to be intentionally at Dutch angles. Because as well, older cameras, you couldn't always, because they were so big, you couldn't always put them at angles. Do you know what I mean? So it started off as being something quite impressive to do, but especially now that cameras are handheld, we can kind of do all the nuts crazy stuff. Yeah, if so, you want the other end of the spectrum in a film that uses Dutch angles way too often and for no reason at all, just watch the first Thor film. Yeah, it's a bit... There, this is a lot. set in films. Like, there's just no here's the diner, they're in having coffee, just... Thor, Bran- Natalie Portman and stuff. Dutch angle. Branner's, Branner's bad with his Dutch angles. Branner is quite bad with um, them. And so and we'll have to have a Dutch angle off to see who's worse, Branner or Schumacher. So like a famous use of it being used well um, in more recent film history is sadly with I Know You Hate It, the film Rebel Without a Cause. Is there's we go through the recent. whole film and then there's a really difficult bit. I think his the friends shoot each other. Yeah. 
and basically we it's a pov shot of suddenly your audience gets shot we don't have any other povs in the film the audience gets shot and suddenly it tilts back a bit we tilt back everything's off centered everything stays you see we see the friends the two there you know you've just been shot it goes forward and then it cuts out guy falls whatever but it's that beat it took the moment we are suddenly unsettled and it really sets in with the audience of oh god they might die you know they have been shot they are injured those who are very empathetic can feel pain from that shot because oh god you ha it gives you the moment to realize the problem hmm. and so when you're in a batman film and it's like we to the left slide to the right and you're just dutch <laughs> all over the place it doesn't mean yeah, anything. you do not want to do the cha-cha slide with your camera yeah so so it was like a big sweeping shot that was all cgi at the middle but it was like slightly too slow and it felt like i was on a ship which i get yeah. quite seasick so that's why i was like you know watching this film because it was just so like all over the place um and i don't think it's saying the dutch angle is bad and i don't think i'm saying that all uses of it are bad unless you study it but i think if you're at the point where you are directing a major film you should know what a dutch angle is and you should know to use them sparingly get ready for more that's all i'm saying i know i've seen i've seen bits of that version of fan <laughs> which just the whole thing might as well be filmed upside down <clears throat> yeah yeah uh, i can't wait to talk about phantom i can't i can't <laughs> you don't have like i said before you don't have to be here if these triggers <laughs> these triggers uh, these they trigger me if these films are that bad for you, just nice. yeet out and we'll see you for your picks, which I'm not going to spoil. Oh, nice. Thanks. I oh. almost spoiled your brother so hard for Mandalorian last <laughs> night. <really did>. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Wow, I'll talk about it later, but yeah, wow. And then because I mentioned it and stopped myself, Louise then also men almost mentioned it yeah. and he almost got like a... He escaped twice, just. Yeah. We're good. Don't <laughs> spoil. We've learned well. It was intense. Well, sometimes it's hard, especially since it's now. It's kind of like we're all, like you guys have been watching it as it's going out and talking about it constantly. And then when Mando gets brought up with other people that have seen it, it's just the automatic assumption they've seen all of it. Yeah, but I think I guess because we're all inside right now, all just watching films and TV. Mm, exactly. I watch an abs a problematic amount of TV. You watch a problematic amount of TV, but now you've seen officially one Batman film this year. I have definitely seen them at some point. Yeah, but you can see you've filled your superhero quota for this year. So no, if anyone's like... I don't I don't actually have a quota. No, so if anyone's like, well, do you watch superhero films? You can be like, yes. I can be like, God, did I? <laughs> Just not so, a fan of them. I feel like I've seen so many. Becca, what's your what's your thoughts on this as a pre-Marvel superhero film? Because I, I find it strange going back and watching these after the like the 30 plus Marvel movies have come out. I do not find it strange because I think it's it's of its time. Um, there's mm -hmm. something about media from the time it was made and that there's something like just kind of like a time capsule about it in a way. Even just yeah. it's not setting up other films really. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, the sort of you don't need to know everything intently to to watch it. You can just watch it and like you know if you're going to the cinema and your friend was like, "Let's go see Batman Forever." It's like, do I need to see? any of the other ones it's like no you'll be fine they introduce everyone and there's new villains anyway as opposed to like you know if your friend was like come see infinity war so many people at the cinema were like can you can you give me like a quick recap of what's happened so far because my friends dragged me and this is the first marvel movie i've ever seen and it was infinity war and i was like 
and it was wow. Anton and it was oh, the last God. Star Wars film yeah, or Anton went to see Rise of Skywalker and that's the only Star Wars film he has ever seen and we showed him one that's probably going to be the last Atari. Star Wars film he's ever seen as well yeah, yeah but there, there's something about it when the time it was made that I'm quite glad that superhero films have evolved in their own way and they're their mm-hmm. own thing now and they're not trying to like weirdly recapture what they were like back then like in the same vibes of the new Star Wars film instead of branching out and being their own thing they were like well mm-hmm. let's just try and do the old ones over again because that worked out fine last time mm-hmm. like you know Batman was at its best when Nolan was in charge and it was doing its own thing and yeah, now DC don't really know what they want to do and it's not really going so good for them yeah they've no. done a couple attempts of trying to marvel it up and it sort of hasn't yeah know, they they really I think need they their just own committed one. to one yeah like you know you can look to other companies for ideas all you want but if you don't know exactly what you're doing and who your strengths are then if you're not John Favreau <laughs> yeah well one they had John Favreau to start with but they've also got Kevin Feige who produces everything he's an amazing producer and if you look for all the Marvel films they actually have the same casting director in every mm, single film yeah. so they found someone who's on point with casting and gets the characters so well that they can make character based superhero films and I think that's their strength now and they know it and that's what they're running with and I don't think DC knows what their strength is and so looking they're, back at these Batman films they're really cheesy they're so really stupid oh god yeah it fell it feels like the DC films are having fun in a way that they're just not doing that now it, it, it's interesting that that fun energy I think really harks back to the original Batman series um, that was on TV with Adam um, West yeah that's it Adam West and it's really you know I would say camp but it's kind of not in many ways because it you know it is of of its time shall we say also but it was it was sort of fun little stories and i feel like this harkens more back to that in its kind of ideas of this is just another fun little story you know we didn't have to have the origin we didn't have to have a setup for another film even though we all you know you always get the oh batman trauma which I, I totally get that trauma is something people want to explore, but it's in every single iteration of how Batman works. And yeah, there's there's a lot of the same happening, but it was overall like an enjoyable film. Yeah. Um, it's the closest to the like found family, mm. adopted family Batman trope thing that exists in the Batman media that no live, live action films have ever really came close to even attempting. I think yeah, the two I... Schumacher ones come the closest because we get spoiler and Robin. we get another one, yeah. one, another bad person in the next one, More and bad people. Yeah, there's so many amazing Batman characters, and I was chatting so long to Louise about them the other night and trying to explain all the different Robins. And yeah, I'm sure you don't remember any of them now. But there's three, and one's called Dick. One got yeah. kidnapped and killed, yeah, and then actually came Jason back, yeah. and then the last one got old. <laughs> the last one got no. old. I was listening. See, there's so, four. So, so I got. Oh fuck. So so we might as well do it while we're here. So so we got what Dick Grayson. Oh, not right. I'm just gonna. Dick Grayson. Yeah, Louise is gone. Okay, Louise is gone. So Dick Grayson, Jason yeah. Todd, who yeah. then becomes Red Hood. Yeah. Uh, Tim Drake. Yeah. Uh, Damien Wayne. Yeah. 
Um, if we're going to like Dark Knight Returns, there's Carrie Kelly, who's the female Robin. When Batman in an alternate universe where Jason Todd, where Jason Todd, went even further than I went. Oh, when Jason Todd gets murdered, um, and he's actually murdered, not doesn't come back as Red Hood. Bruce hangs up the cow for thirty years and then comes back, and then Carrie Kelly sees Batman on TV and is like, "I want to be Robin," and so she jumps in. And she's great. She's really we, good. She's we, underrated. We've just done the basic four for Louise because I think bringing in alternate universe Robins is a bit too much. When does Christopher Eccleston become Robin? What? <laughs> I just think what? it'd be a good cast. I just think it's neat. I think it's old Robin. Man, old Robin. Old I... Robin. Batman died ages ago. There's just him left. It's Christopher Eccleston. He's got to deal with a like, second generation trauma. I think it would be great. I'd watch it. So you want Doctor Who but it's Batman? Almost. <laughs> Maybe. No Billy Piper this time. No. Yeah, Billy Piper. No, she did a good job. Love him. It, it was funny because I, I just saw I just saw you say that, but I couldn't see Becca's face from the mic, but I just I could see that she was staring at you. Yeah. I, I but I couldn't quite tell the face. It was you know when Stewie turns his head all the way around. Yeah. It's <laughs> that. It's that. that. <laughs> I didn't know my face was that versatile. Yeah, oh, simple man. face, but incredible neck skills. Oh man, to be fair, I, that is a great better neck skills than Batman. Better neck skills than. Batman. Oh yeah, unparalleled. I really enjoyed the film. You I don't know. I think that. I enjoyed the experience of watching it, but I don't think I liked the film. Yeah, um, it has its moments. If there have... was no moments, it would be really boring. Yeah, it does not deserve the terrible rating it has on IMDb. Totally. I think people are just butthurt about Batman yeah. films. People really butthurt about Batman films. Jim Carrey really was really very solid. He Again, was. it's not really got much without Carrey, but to the inverse of that, it is really incredible because of Carrey. Oh, imagine mm-hmm. in the Pattinson one if they brought the Riddler back, but it was just old Jim Carrey. Well, imagine Riddler, right? Not in it, but. Jim Carrey's Alfred. There you go. I thought Jack Black was Alfred. <laughs> well, Jack Black's also going to be Alfred in our version of Batman. We made our version of Batman. We'll tell you later. It's, it's brilliant. It. Yeah, it's no, I'll need to, I'll need to hear this. This could yeah. be this could be we our opening Sizzler for th- this could be our opening Sizzler for the Batman and Robin podcast. Oh no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, so overall, I would give it maybe maybe a six. Oh, generous. Yeah. Mm. Where where would you rank it? Where would you rank it on the list? Um, I, I would say it was up there out of the. It does make the list, and it's it was more middle up there. More up there. Yeah, okay. I generally am that way about Becca's films because Becca generally likes general good films. Um, you know, there's like a general level of quality to the films Becca's watched, but Becca also watches a whole lot of films, and so you'll be like, most of them, you're like, yeah, they're fine, but when you're like, I quite like this one, that's when I know it is of good quality. And when they're really stupid, I just tell you what happened in them. Exactly. <laughs> like all the stupid B movie '80s horror films I've been watching, they're hilarious. You've got. Some Dude, I think noise there, Sam. for B movie '80s horror films, I have a soft spot for that John Carpenter ghost car movie. Can't remember what it's called. Sam died. <laughs> It was like a Stephen King film as well. Can you not hear us? Was oh. it Catherine, maybe? Is it because I'm... You're muted. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, you've got some background sound there, Sam. Yeah, let's pull on the kettle. Oh, well, we can pause it, Homo. We can, we can pause for kettle. That's okay. It's all right. Don't worry about it. I'll, I'll, I can... Don't mind my kettle. It's just going on. Oh, it finished. 
Yeah. Have you ever called Tom Baker on the phone? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Don't make me do it. Don't, don't make me call. Don't make me call Tom Baker. We're just but vibing while, while your background noises. My kettle bells. Aye. Aye. So, yeah, where are you in Doctor Who then? Done. It's okay, uh, don't worry about it. We're last mid- Sarah Jane season. We're on the last Sarah Jane season. And we know it's going to be real sad, so we're like avoiding watching it. But then we get her back with her tweet at some point. Mm. That makes you feel good. <laughs> We do Janice love Pertwee. John Pertwee. He was an unexpected bonus. We were expecting just to vibe with, with Elizabeth Sladen and Tom Baker, and then mm. Pertwee came in and was like, move out the way, I'm here too. It's, it's very um, Christopher Eccleston Rose and then David Tennant Rose vibes. That it, started, it actually started off really, really good and solid and then became even better. Yeah. Mm. Man, and Elizabeth, Elizabeth Sladen is so tiny that Tom Baker just keeps throwing her about the place. Sorry. Like, there's a bit when they hide behind the TARDIS and he literally just picks her up at the waist and just, like, spins her around. Yeah, she gets picked up a lot. A there's lot. a lot of manhandling. There's a lot of screaming. She's got a real good scram on her. She's got a real good scram. We won't... I was going to scram and then I was like, that's the worst idea. We won't scram on this podcast. Please don't. Is your kettle done? Kettle is done. <laughs> so, um, where does it rank then, Becca, Batman Forever? Where would you put it on the list? I can't click on it because then Discord goes away. But no. um, I. Quite high. Not as high as Lost Boys. Oh. Mm. I think higher than. We need to talk about Kevin because this film's much more enjoyable to watch. Mm. Mm-hmm. Maybe just just above or about the same as Tokyo Godfathers. Oh, fair. Because, yeah. I, I do like in, watching it, I do find it enjoyable, but. It's not one that I ever feel the need to watch. Yeah, no, I'm the same. I'm like, I've watched this. And I'm like, I can watch this again in ten years. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty that much can... what I did. <laughs> so I've got Is mine. Uh, set design. Oh, what's the ranking numbers? One, two, three, four, five, six. So one, I've got two, Batman Forever five. at. I've got Batman Forever at number eleven. It's above. Bateman. Uh, Brawl and Sabbath 99, but it's below Nightmare. Ooh. So, again, same thing as you. I did not like it as much as I like Lost Boys. I thought Lost Boys was great. Um, yeah, when we get in the DVD bag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we, it's not in our... We reorganise the DVDs, and it's not in the system, and it's by cover, so we don't know where it's going to go. Yeah, we do it by colour. I'll, I'll run so it back. I, I can run it back at some point this week. Yeah, come say hi um, at our window. Yeah, be jealous yeah. of our donuts. Ooh, sick donuts. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm kind of the same thing. I don't think I don't think Batman Forever is necessarily a good film, but I think it's really f- I I really enjoy watching it on the basis of mo- uh, quite a lot of nostalgia and that it's just a, a fun movie, despite the fact to the actors and it clearly did not want to be there, whereas everyone else, just, specifically Jim Carrey, looked like they were having a grand old time. I think you could do a really nice like thirty five maybe 40 45 minute edit of just jim carrey as he's the protagonist you know a couple times when batman turns up i think you could like just read it and make it like nice simple i think there was a lot of like oh we have to do jim carrey's riddler ran you know walked so uh, joaquin phoenix's joker could run yeah it it feels a little it feels a little we had to film the you know a scene with a love interest we had to film the flashbacks and explain it 
you know we had to add uh, how robin is angry you know i feel like there was a lot of like filler um but also still had some really solid scenes and every i was captivated every time jim carrey was on the stage thank you yeah thank you jim carrey thank you jim carrey cheers jim right i think that's gonna do it guys so thanks to everyone that has been listening in on this week's episode of popcorn profile next time we will be going for our 20th episode or 20th film that we've covered and it's batman and robin more batman probably the lowest lowest rated one we've done yet on imdb like i i think i remember when it was either time or film magazine or no it was it was either time or empire that listed it as the worst movie of all time (laughs) oh i've seen worse yeah oh there are so many worse i've seen oh yeah um, with bigger budgets too yeah and nowhere near as many fun ice puns oh god what crazy man on Schwarzenegger yeah so <laughs> right well, I think that's gonna do it Bye. from us guys so uh, catch Thank us next you. week for Bat- next time for Batman and Robin <laughs>